Welcome to Beauty and the Mess, redefining what it means to have it all and how to find fulfillment in life. And now your host, transformational life coach and creator of the active word line, Beauty and the Mess, Robin Emmerich. Welcome to Beauty and the Mess podcast. Today, we've got Kenya Claiborne, editor-in-chief of Style and Society magazine, style influencer and content creator. Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yes, I've been waiting for this. So trying to think back, I think we met like at least a year ago, may, may have even been two years. I, I think it was two years, actually. Two years? Okay. I can't yeah, believe it's I'm been trying, that long. I know. I know. I'm trying to think back and I've been following you consistently, seeing all that, that you're doing. And, you know, you've really recently like come into who you are and I've just really been inspired by your voice, your passion, your purpose. Excited to have you here to, you know, just really have some like real honest conversation. And for those that don't know you, maybe it'd be really helpful to just kind of share your story of how you got to where you're at, to sound society, to become an influencer, and just all that you do. Yeah, of course. Um, well, I am originally from Northern California, um, right outside of Napa Valley. Um, a small town called Fairfield, and um, I went to Sacramento State and majored in mass communications. Now, I've always known from an early age that I wanted to work in some facet of the communications industry, just because I was always interested in, you know, connecting with people and, and, and you know, being very social and, and how to relay a message across. And so um, I went to Sacramento State, graduated, and right after I graduated, I moved to Los Angeles. Now, I spent the last 20 years actually working in corporate America for wow. Fortune 500 companies like IKEA, American Honda Motor Company, um, Jack's Pacific. And then I got the itch for entertainment and um, parlayed that into entertainment. And uh, in entertainment, I worked for PMK HBH, which at the time was the largest entertainment publicity firms in the country. So they repped, you know, big talent, big names like Will Smith and Miley Cyrus. Um, and uh, then I moved on to work for a government agency. I'm actually working with a architectural design engineering firm. Um, basically doing corporate communications, public affairs, community relations, that type of work. So wow. over 20 years of, <laughs> <laughs> you know, public relations, media relations, corporate communications, corporate social responsibility, you know, all of those different things. And right. I actually never wanted to be an entrepreneur. Like I never <laughs> had that desire at all, had no interest in doing it. You know, it's not like I, I never had a mentor that was a businesswoman that, you know, kind of took me under her wings or anything like that. And so, you know, being, being an entrepreneur was nothing that was ever in my vision board. <laughs> I love but, that. Um, <laughs> that but, you know, happened. <laughs> yeah. So, so my last job, um, uh, you know, working in public affairs, I was there for about 10 years, right? And after 10 years, I, well, after the first couple of years, you know, I, I felt like I wasn't being challenged or mentally stimulated or, or growing, and it kind of felt very stagnant. And, and although I loved my job, you know, it didn't fulfill, you know, some of the, the passions and interests that I had personally. So right. like, 
fashion and travel and food and like all of those sexy things. And I tell people all the time, like, you know, your job may not necessarily be your passion, you know, but if it's not, then create something that is and just do it on the side. You know, it's like you can have your job and you could have your passion. You know, you can have both. Some people that's together, some people it's separate. And so what I did is kind of just as my creative outlet, I um, created Style and Society. So Style and Society, if, if you look back like probably close to 20 years ago, there was a um, website called Daily Candy. So um, it was kind of the first of its kind. It was like an email newsletter that came out every day and it kind of gave like a little dose of everything that girls like. So like fashion and, you know, um, entertainment and beauty and health and wellness. And every day- I do remember. Yeah, right? (laughs) It It was awesome, right? Yes. Yeah. And I mean, this was like when internet kind of like first started coming out and like email was kind of a new thing. Like this was like back in like probably like 98, 99. I don't, it was like, it was like late 90s if I'm not mistaken, maybe early 2000s. But, um, but yeah, so it it was amazing and it was the first of of its kind. And then all of a sudden after a few years, it just disappeared. So what had happened is like a big conglomerate came and bought it and closed it down, right? And so I felt like it always left a little bit of this void, you know, and nothing really came to to replace it in the same way. And so that was just kind of like my inspiration, um, you know, behind starting Style and Society. So basically style represents more than fashion. Style represents lifestyle. And society is how we all connect. So it's through food, it's through travel, it's through entertainment, it's through everything that we touch, breathe, and see. Um, You know, the other background behind starting Style and Society is, you know, African-Americans and people of color aren't always represented in in media. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when they are, they're misrepresented. And so I wanted to create my own platform where I'm able to really celebrate culture and celebrate diversity and so it's like no matter what color you are no matter what your sexual preference is no matter you know it's like you feel a, a sense of connection um every time you read an article every time you go to the website it's like you see a bit of you in it um so i, I started <laughs> thank you yeah so i started in i think it was Two, 2013 is when I started Style and Society Magazine. And again, when I started it, I was still working full time. I just created it just like as a creative outlet, um, just to fulfill like all of my love of the things that I like to do and, um, you know, be able to share that with the world. Um, so at that time, like I was already traveling a lot. I was already going to like a lot of like red carpet events and things like that. Wow. But it's like, you know, and that came through my, um, my time working in the entertainment industry, right? Um, working in the entertainment industry, all the jobs that I've had, like, I've just always been a social person and, and I've always just been very connected. And so what good is it to be able to experience all of these amazing things if you don't have a platform to be able to be a resource and to share it with others? Um, so, um, so yeah, so Style and Society was created. And so I did it just as a creative outlet or like a hobby, right? To kind of, you know, keep, keep me uh, mentally stimulated, you know, from there it grew. That's kind of how it, how it happened. I did started it kind of just, immediately take off because it was something different out there or did it take um, time? 
Well, I mean, like when I started it, it wasn't, it, I didn't start it to be a business. Like I always said, even if I never made a dollar from it, like I would still do it with the same amount of passion and energy because what takes love. off. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because you truly love and, you it. Know, some I can, people I say can like, feel that as you say that it's like, I can feel that's still true for you as you're saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, again, when I started Selling Society, like I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have anyone that told me how to create a business. I was really just going into it blindly and like learning as I went. So it's like, I had to like learn how to, you know, create a website and like, you know, uh, you know, how to create a domain, how to, you know, just like all of those different things, you know, I had no idea how to create a DBE, like, all of those different things, how to, you know, create a logo, how to get a trademark, like all these things, you know, nobody, no, no one taught me how to do it. And so people ask me all the time, what was the hardest part about starting Stalin Society? And for me, um, number one, it was starting, right? There's a, <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's a lot of people out there and they talk about their passions, what they want to do, their goals and all of this, but they don't put any action behind it. Yeah. You know? So, um, so first it was actually starting it starting. and then two is finding my name. <laughs> and as you can see, like I have these shirts, Stalin Society, Stalin Society, it's it so took me cute. so long. Thank you. It took me so like a year. It took me an entire year it. just to come up with my name. As, as you know, I mean, the internet is so cluttered with right. names. People are just buying domains just to yeah. buy them and sell them and, I mean, you know, you almost have to just create your own word in order to yeah, find something that, that exists. I, so. lo I love how much purpose and meaning you have it behind it, though, um, because I can, you know, I can feel your passion and purpose in it as you speak, which I think is so important because there is so much out there that that authenticity is what we're all looking for to connect with. Mm -hmm. Right. And, yeah. and I've, and, you know, I remember feeling that with you, like literally the moment I met you and, you know, that translates online, I believe as well. And it's harder to translate online as you continued growing. What would you say was your greatest challenges you continue to grow while still working? Yeah. So it was a balance. So, you know, my, my sign is a Libra. And if you know anything about Libras, is, is they're the balance beam, right? So, so we're really great at balancing life. And so I continued to work full time. And, you know, my, my job was very um, supportive. Um, so I had to travel a lot. Like I literally was going on influencer trips and press trips literally all over the world. Wow. And so I was traveling and I was gone from work a lot. Um, and so they were just very flexible in, in that sense. Um, and so basically how my day was is, is I would wake up like at maybe like five in the morning and I would, you know, check Stalin Society emails, respond to emails. I would do some writing and then get dressed, go to work. I'll be at work all day. And then once I got off of work, I would usually have a change of clothes and I would either like change in the bathroom or like change in the car and then go like straight to like a red carpet event, <laughs> you know, do my makeup, hair and everything and just go straight to a red carpet event. And so that was every single day was like that. And some days I would have anywhere from like one to six events in one night, you know? Wow. And I love being really busy and I'm so used to it that when I'm not, 
that's when I get like really antsy you know that makes sense yeah 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 so I'm I'm a social butterfly and um you know like for me going to events is not work it's fun it's like who wouldn't want to go to a grand opening of a restaurant and you know try some amazing food and have cocktails and see your friends and like all of these different things I mean to me it's not work to me it's 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 fun and so I always say like um, you know, some people are very envious of, of the lifestyle and all they see is just the Instagram um, stories yeah. and the Instagram posts and they don't know the struggle and, and the work that it took to get there, you know, and they right. don't see the journey. They just see the end result. Right. Um, that's, that's true with so many things. So I'd love for you to talk about what have you found has changed in your world now with content creation and influence, influencer work? Yeah. So, you know, when I started Style and Society Magazine, um, I didn't start it to be an entrepreneur and I didn't start it to be an influencer. Um, you know, the influencer thing just kind of evolved over happened. time. It just kind of happened. I mean, I was already creating like really cool content. And, and, and so the influencer thing, I just continued to get more followers. And um, that's how the influencer thing, you know, became about. And then I started working with like big brands and even bigger brands across entertainment, fashion, lifestyle, travel, food, beauty, all those different segments. Um, so um, for me, you know, starting with quarantine, um, it really did have an impact on on my business in the sense that, you know, all of my trips were canceled. So I had a, um, a trip that I was going on with Revolve. Um, it was a cruise and that got canceled. Oh. And then I had, <laughs> I had a couple of other, you know, big trips. I also had Coachella, um, you know, all those things, all my travel yeah. stuff got canceled. And then a large part of what we do is events. And as you know, like every event was canceled as of like the second week of March, every single event. Yep. And so we really had to restructure in terms of the content that, that we were creating um, in the magazine and the content that I was creating, you know, on, on my social media platforms. So, you know, being, um, you know, being on lockdown, it really, <laughs> it's, it, it really puts the strain on, on you really having to be creative and, you know, sometimes <laughs> being able to create that content on your own, you know, in, in, in your own home, um, right. you know, with the social distancing mandate, you know, it's, 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 it kind of, put a halt on a lot of work and a lot of businesses. And so first the pandemic happened with COVID-19. And then right after that, the Black Lives Matter movement happened. And, um, you know, it, you know, it was already difficult enough, you know, during um, lockdown, doing COVID to continue to create content that is uplifting and that's inspirational and that will, you know, maybe help um, somebody that might actually see your post on Instagram or, or read something on Facebook from you. Um, then when the Black Lives Matter movement um, hit, you know, it, it was really more of um, my responsibility to be a voice as an influencer, to be able to use my platform to better, better further the movement and also create meaningful change to my audience. Um, you know, also a form of like education, right? So the Black Lives Matter movement, I am, you know, I shared a post last week and it was a, a, a picture that was taken in 1943 of my family. 
it was like five generations of uh, Claiborne family woman in this photo. The oldest in the photo is my great, great, great grandmother. And she was born in um, the 1860s. And when she was born, you know, she was born a slave and um, born into slavery. And um, although slavery had ended a few years later, um, with the civil um, Civil War also ended a few years later, um, you know, she was still a slave. Um, just because it ended didn't mean slavery ended across the United States. Um, so, you know, at 15, she was raped by her slave master. Um, and, you know, her daughter, you know, was, was born, I think, in 1877. Um, and then, you know, the generations go on and, and on and on. And, you know, my grandmother was, is also in the photo. She was born in the 1920s. And that was during the time where there was a reemergence of the KKK and then also segregation, you know. And, you know, just dealing what we're dealing with today, it's, it's like a cycle, right? It's yeah. like, it's not, this movement didn't just start. I mean, this right. is a result of systematic racism that's been going on for more than 400 years, you know, in yeah. America. And so, I, I, I mean, I will say that the greatest thing about, you know, going to these protests is it's not just Black people that are there. It's people from all walks of life, all ages, all ethnicities, all religions, all backgrounds, everybody really coming together. And, um, you know, that's, that's really inspirational um, to see. Um, yeah, you know, I because think that's what's new. That's what's changed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I also think that, you know, it's, it's an interesting time, like, politically, you know, it's like, if, if you didn't vote before, now is the time to vote. If you don't like what's happening, use your voice to change it, you know? And I think, I think that message is, is coming through loud and clear, especially now. Um, yeah. yeah, I think, um, you know, I think in terms of like me as an influencer and all the brands that I work with, um, you know, oftentimes I am the only one in the room. You know, when I go on these uh, influencer trips and these press trips, I'm usually the token black girl. Um, you know, with all of these like fashion brands and like beauty brands and, you know, all of these different things, it's, it's, it's not usually a mix. It's like, okay, we have our one token and so we're good. And, you know, it's, 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 I've lived that my whole life. So like, just because the movement happened, it's not like anything's changed. It's like, you know, but I, I feel like now it's like companies are really looking into their organizations um, and really trying to ensure that they are representing diversity and inclusion within the organization and externally, you know? Um, I mean, I, it was interesting, like um, during the Black Lives Matter movement, um, when it started earlier this month, I, I literally went through all of my feed and I looked at all the brands that I, that I work with and I, and I, look, I looked at how many people of color do they have on their feed, you know? And there's not a lot, you know? Wow. There's not a lot. I mean, you know, and, and, it's, and it's beyond black people, you know? It's like people of color, you know, whether you're Asian, whether you're Latin, whether you're black, like right. all companies should, to, should really strive to celebrate diversity and inclusion. They should. Right. And I think, so, I think they're, they're looking more at it now. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, what did that feel like for you in the past versus now? Was that always in your awareness? Was that something that was always on your mind? Or did it almost become more of a norm for you and it's being brought back up? Um, for me, it's always been the norm. It's always been the norm. I mean, like, you know, going to school, you know, I was probably one of maybe two or three black kids in the, in the classroom. You know, I've, I've, I'm used to being a minority. You know, the city that I grew up in, I mean, you know, it, it, was, it was somewhat diverse, but, you know, it, it wasn't uncommon to, you know, be the, the, the token, you know? So I'm, I'm, so seeing, seeing this, it's, it's nothing new for me, you know, but I think for people that don't look like me, they, they've never seen it. Like they've never realized yeah. it, you know, yeah. it's like now they're thinking about it a little bit different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So tell me how has your like content creation changed around your messaging? Like what is really in your heart to share with people at this time? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, I think there's a, there's a campaign um, by Sharon Schutler. She's the CEO of a brand called Oma Beauty. It's an African-American owned beauty brand. She's like a total boss babe. She's like, I think like 33 or 34 years old. She's from Nigeria. And she started wow. this company maybe like a year ago. And it's like one of my favorite like beauty brands. And um, I love her because she's outspoken and, you know, she, you know, doesn't say sorry and she is just like in your face. And so she created this campaign called Shut Up, Pull Up or Shut Up is what the name of it is, <laughs> you know, and it's basically challenging like all of these brands to, you know, either pull up or shut up. Like, let me see your diversity numbers. How many, how many people of color you know, are in um, executive positions at your company, you know, yeah. how many, how many, you know, influencers do you work with that are black? How many, you know what I mean? Like really asking for like those hard numbers. Um, yeah. So I think that's, that's the first step, you know, it's like taking accountability. You know, right. there's, there's other brands like, um, you know, like TikTok. And I don't know if you saw the TikTok, um, you know, video that I did, but I did. You know, the, the day after George Floyd's murder, um, you know, my TikTok account got blocked. Um, it got blocked for an entire week. And, you know, when it first got blocked, I thought it was an isolated thing. Like, oh, you know, I mean, I'm fairly new to TikTok. I've only had TikTok since quarantine. So just for a couple of months. And, um, you know, but then I started hearing more and more and more Black people whose account also got blocked. And, the Black Lives Matter hashtag was, was blocked on the same day at the same time. And so, you know, what TikTok was doing is they were trying to suppress Black voices, you know? And um, so I had to speak out about it and I had to call them out on it, you know? And, you know, they, you know, released a statement like all the other companies have done since Black Lives Matter saying that they value diversity and they support the movement, but you know, if, if, if you really value Black people in the movement, like, why would you want to silence, silence Black people, right. you know? Why would you right. want to so, suppress or oppress, you know? Basically, on the call-out, did they respond to you? I mean, they, no, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. 
this is the type of systematic racism that, that I'm talking about. Some people don't understand what that means. You know, this is, a, this is an example of what systematic racism is, you know? And, and so important to be spoken up about because it just blows my mind that in 2020, something like that can happen and not have an authentic response coming back. Well, it's, it's also ironic that in 2020, you know, a murder could happen on camera by a police officer and not get convicted or get off. And it's happened over and over yeah, and over for nine again. minutes, right. Yeah, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it just blows my mind how you can actually have a murder on camera and the murderer gets off. It's like, what if you went to work every day and you went to work one day and you killed somebody at your job and all you got was fired? Yep, it's, right? it's unreal. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Just, yeah it's like yeah. I, I just and it, it's it's not like it's just happened once or twice right. it's happened over and over and over and over again you know mm -hmm. emmett till you know trayvon martin rihanna taylor you know george floyd i mean the list just goes on and on and on and on and i think people are just to the point where they're tired they're tired of being tired you know they're mm -hmm. fed up they're like enough you know, something needs to be, something needs to be done to change this today, yeah. not tomorrow, but today. Yeah, like you said, as a collective, we are finally coming together. Is it going to be perfect? No, because this is new for everyone. And I think that with George Floyd, it was you know so hard to watch for so many people that he woke. Uh, you know, he woke up the world, which is, you know, so, so incredibly hard for his family because we've been asleep for so long and so, in so many things. Um, with TikTok, it's just really surprising with knowing how out in the open companies are being called to be that it could still be buried. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And, and my thing is, is, is like, you know, some, some of these corporations are, have used this excuse of, you know, um, well, you know, you know, I don't know. It's like one of the brands that I work with, um, I, I had to call them out because they didn't black out their Instagram feed um, for Blackout Tuesday. They never put out a statement about the movement or, or anything. And if you look on their feed, there's nobody of color, you know? And I work with them as an influencer and I have to tell, I told them I felt offended. <laughs> you know what I mean? Good. It's like, yeah, it's like you can't just have your, 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 your token and, and, yeah. and think that you're, you know, that, that you've excused yourself and you know what I mean? And that's it, yeah. you know? Um, so I have to call them out on it. But, you know, the, the only thing wrong to say right now is nothing at all. You know, yeah. it's like you have to use your voice, you yeah. know, and if you're afraid to use your voice, give up your seat at the table. Yeah, I'm so grateful that you are using your platform and voice because it does take a lot of strength and courage to speak out. Well, I, I definitely think, you know, being a content creator, being an influencer, it's like you do have the responsibility to use your platform and use your voice to initiate change and to stand up, you know, and be vocal about it. Um, 
you know, it's, 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 it's fine to post selfies. It's fine to take photos every day in, in your newest outfit. But, you know, when, when something like this happens and you say nothing, like I have, I have a problem with that, you know, um, yeah. you know, in the same goes with brands, you know, the entire fashion and beauty industry, you know, has a role to play in this movement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I truly admire you and your voice in particular, because as a friend, as a follower for many years now, I've really been watching and inspired and listening, which is, I think, where we all have to be, is at the end of the day, listening to each other and listening to our hearts and really hearing. And your platform has always been that like inspired safe place mm -hmm. because you just have always done such a beautiful job of being authentic right it's it's not you know just up to the brands or the influencers or the content creators it's yeah. like even if you have 300 followers it's like yeah. use your voice use your platform yeah. you know be empowered empower yourself to speak up yeah you know yeah the underlying message and yeah. it's you know, it's a time where people are waking up to that. And, you know, that's why I, I actually pulled my, my book from like my dream publisher to self-publish like ASAP. I think I got it ready within like six weeks working night and day because it's, it's kind of a guide to how to find your voice because I personally growing up didn't have one. I silenced myself. Yeah. And, um, and it's taken, you know, a lot of work for me to dig deep into that and have the courage to speak out. Um, so I think that our world in general, no matter what color is having more courage to speak out, but what's important right now is we can no longer continue black lives being anything other than what matters mm -hmm. like it's it's just um like we said it's 2020 it's it's way overdue yeah absolutely long overdue <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely um, i always say like it takes it takes a lot of courage to stand up for yourself but it takes even more courage to stand up for others you know yeah yeah and, um you know, it's like, don't, don't think that it doesn't impact you. You know, yeah. it impacts everyone. Yeah. I'm almost the opposite. I feel like I can more easily stand up for others than myself. <laughs> 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 I need to go read my book. No, uh, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of truth and there's so much power in a single voice. Like you never know in what moment with what you say or don't say how it's going to affect somebody and mm -hmm. in the impact that you have in the world. Yeah. You never know and you never will know, you know, yeah. any other thoughts that you have? I know we, I know we need to wrap it up, but I just so appreciate your heart and you being you and you standing up for not only others, but for yourself in your space, like in the influencer world and content creation. And like, you know, I kind of feel like at the end of the day, 
when we speak up, no matter who sees or doesn't see, who's in the room or not in the room is where the change happens. Mm -hmm. And you're, yeah. you know, you're really speaking up at, in, um, in a lot of rooms, which is, you know, <laughs> just really, really inspiring. But any other thoughts before we wrap up that you have, you may be thinking of women that want to find something they're passionate about, maybe start on the side, especially while we, you know, haven't quite opened up the country yet. Uh, just any last thoughts you have? Yeah. Um, you know, I think in terms of work and career, you know, I've, I've never, you know, um, I've never judged, you know, my success by the amount of money that I make, you know, my success comes and is measured by the amount of lives that I'm able to impact. Um, and so, you know, just always just keep that in mind, you know, how could you be of service to others? How can you help others? How can you further a movement? Um, how can you use your voice? Um, you know, I think everyone has room to grow, room to learn, and room to educate. And so, um, you know, I, um, I want to encourage everybody to go to the polls, you know, take all your frustration out at the polls <laughs> in November. Use your voice, exercise your right to vote, and use your voice. <laughs> yes. Thank you, my dear. You are such a light in the world. And... I'm so grateful to have you in my life and I'm, so, and I'm so grateful to have you here today. Thank you for taking the time for this. And yes, um, it really means a lot to me to have you here. Yeah. But, um, so that people can follow you and find you on social media, your website, where can people find you? Okay, so you can find me on Instagram at Kenya Claiborne or Stalin Society. My name is K-I-N-Y-A. C-L-A-I-B-O-R-N-E. You can also follow Style & Society on, um, on Twitter, also on Facebook. We are on YouTube. And then we're also on TikTok as well. TikTok, um, <laughs> Kenya Claiborne Style & Society. You can uh, see all of my um, Black, Matter, Black Lives Matter movement um, content on my TikTok account. <laughs> Thank you so much, girl. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us on Beauty and the Mess. Feel free to visit Robin on Instagram at Robin underscore Emmerich. Keep on living your beautiful life and embrace the mess.